tēnā koutou. You're listening to a co-education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities. No mai hara mai, Rebecca, ki tēnei podcast. Hei, hei kōrero i pāna ki te reo Māori, uh, i pāna ki tō ara ki te, ki te ako i te reo Māori. So welcome Rebecca to our podcast. Thank you for coming along to um, chat about te reo Māori and your journey, I guess, for lack of a cheesier word, and your endeavours to learn te reo and everything else that, and, that it encompasses. So thank you for joining. Kia ora Gemma, nice to be here. So we'll start with, I've got some questions and we'll start with those, but let's just chat and see where it goes. So obviously we've known each other for a wee while now and I've got to witness all the hard work that you've done to learn te reo Māori and your commitment to that space for yourself and the people that you work with and interact with. Just a question is in regards to that work that you've done as a tangata TDT, so as, as non-Māori, why have you chosen to do this? Thanks for sharing the trickiest question first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I find it really hard to answer that. I, I think as I hear you say, ask it, you know, why? I go straight away right back to when I first started learning it, which was when I was about seven years old at primary school. And we just had this amazing primary school teacher who gave us such amazing experiences of learning te reo Māori and learning waiata by rote, you know, like no looking at words. We had to listen carefully to her and repeat the lines and learn the waiata that way. All of that experience as a seven and eight-year-old really just grew this love of te reo Māori inside me. And then I remember a bit later on, I went to Intermediate and we went on a noho marae, um, in Hawke's Bay to Mihiroa Marae and that was kind of life-changing for me as well and that's when I sort of fell in love with the not just the reo but the the culture the side the Māori culture side of things as well so I think my why is actually linked all the way back to that just that absolutely good feelings I get from being a guest in the Māori world being able to learn te reo Māori it's, it is one way to connect to te ao Māori, not the only way, but it's one that I find easy because we had that good start at primary school with the pronunciation really hammered into us. I, like it's never been a, a scary thing for me. And so if that's a way that I can contribute as tauiwi to the Māori world to help um, revitalise te reo Māori, then... And it's something that it gives me a good feeling as well. I think that's kind of a double whammy. It works really well. I felt like it was a strength I could build on, really. Yeah. Cool. So lots of things in there really stood out for me. Like when we're talking to kayako, to teachers, but I don't think it's just for teachers. If they aren't necessarily at the point of knowing lots now, they're sort of nervous about how they can inspire that in their learners and I think it applies to parents to all of us who are in roles of responsibility for the for showing the value of te reo Māori and you know just put it so simply there that enlightening our 
not just our learners, like in terms of our young people, but anyone around us that, you know, it's just about having that a positive experience of things Māori and then, you know, down the track, perhaps those people decide to take it further. And I think about our, our younger learners and, you know, it might take them a few years. They might be like you and I that come to it a bit more seriously later on in life, but we don't have to overcome negative experiences with it that our mm. the access is a little bit easier because we've got a positive attachment to te reo or to maori experiences so i think that's um really awesome like i know it was your why but also amazing advice for people as they navigate how to support the space of improving our te reo across the country and, and therefore our engagement and understanding of te ao Māori. So, ka nui o mihi ki tō kaiako, whoever mm-hmm. that kaiako was, what an amazing gift that they, that they gave you that you're yeah. still following today. Definitely, I feel very lucky for that good start, yeah. Um, so, I guess it kind of leads into another point to talk about, but like we've mentioned, whether you are kayako, whether you are an adult wanting to teach yourself or learn for yourself, but what advice would you give to people who don't know where to start? And I guess attached to that, a bigger why of, you've mentioned your own why, but why is it important for the future of Aotearoa that mm. we do do something? Okay, so the advice one's interesting because I think you know, I've got lots of advice from my own individual experience and perspective. And as you know, Jim, I've had to ask for advice a lot of, a lot as well over the years in terms of where to start or how to get to the next stage, etc. So I guess my biggest learning now that I've been studying te reo, th- te reo through sort of full immersion classes for the last... I don't know, three or four years or whatever it's been. The important thing for me that I've learned is to have fun. And I often see people in my class uh, freaking out, like about having to speak off the cuff or about having to speak at all, or just freaking out about aromatawai, about assignments, or I don't know, just a lot of freaking out going on in class from different people. And I think one, one of the things I've tried to do with my classmates is just say to them, look, You've got to come to this with a mindset that you're going to have fun, that you're determined to almost make a bit of a fool of yourself and have a laugh at yourself. It's, I don't think that's universal advice that everyone could take, but it's worked for me. So I definitely have worked really hard when I felt those moments of panic or worry that I can't do it, of going, right, okay, I'm just going to have fun with this because what's the worst that could happen today? You know, I'll be bottom of the class. Well, who cares? Like, just let's keep moving sort of thing and let's have fun and laugh at myself. And I think the other advice that I give people or I, or I would give people now is to start in your heart. I don't think te reo Māori is a language that you learn to tick off that you can speak another language or to get a job, although it can help you with those things, of course, it does those things. It is, to me, a lot more than that. 
because when you learn the language, and this might be the case with all languages you learn, I don't know, but with te reo Māori I know that when I've learned the language, I've also been getting amazing insights into Māori culture, tikanga Māori, things that I feel very privileged to have knowledge about now and some understanding of. And so I think you have to start in your heart with a language that's actually where the kayako are actually also sharing really important knowledge about their culture with you. And I think humility is really important. So help others where you can in your class or with your mates. Seek permission to use the language as well, I think, is really important for Tawiwi, for Pākehā. Like, I think it's really important that it's not something that I show off, that I can speak at a certain level. And in fact, and I don't know whether this is a good thing or a bad thing, but I don't often speak it. I don't know quite why yet, because <clears throat> I can understand a huge amount more now than I could years ago. But I still, and it's not fear, it's not um, any of that, I don't know why. So there's, there's things like that that happen along the way that you can't explain in yourself when you're learning this, I think certainly for me. And so I just, tr- I think part of it is I don't want to speak out of turn or do something that's not appropriate for me as Pākehā. And I think that's super important. And that's why I mean, what I mean about humility and and asking for permission. There are Māori around me all the time who maybe don't know the language as well as I do and maybe have quite a lot of grief, mamai, whakamā, shame, kind of feelings around that and I never want them to feel small because I've chosen to speak without permission or to use te reo Māori in a way that might make them feel that way. So that's another piece of advice. I mean, it's kind of not really about where to start, but it's about what to do when you do start. <laughs> mm, yeah. 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 And lots in there, like lots wrapped up in there about the importance for Aotearoa and, and like understanding the whole context of, like you said, te reo is obviously a language, but my assumption is, is that every language carries so much of the culture. My assumption is that for other languages, I know it for te reo. And for me personally, it was a way that I got to reconnect with my whakapapa and got to reconnect with the culture that had been missing in our whānau for a number of generations. So, Mm. you know, te reo is so much more than a language. And so the treatment of it is that you've mentioned so much about it being from the heart and holding it with humility and grace. Also keeping it to yourself, you know, that's, uh, for lots of varying reasons and some of them really valid reasons that's something that uh, can be the reaction of some people when when they start learning it it's like it's their their place of pride and and rightly so but knowing that that pride is or manna shall we say is only strengthened by sharing it and and opening opening the space for others who may mm-hmm. want to to join us there's there's enough deal for everybody and the more that we that we do learn and share the depth of the understanding of it will also grow in turn you know i think you mentioned about that heart space and i think that speaks to 
perhaps some people's fear about starting is worrying around this this term that has paralyzed us all at times and of tokenism and how that you know we don't people are fearful perhaps at times of saying kilda shall we say because they don't want to just feel sound like they're just saying it to be you know part of this revolution that we've got going on with Tyrell but we all have to start somewhere mm. and I think for me it brings up a fairly topical thing at the moment of Whitakers and I'm sure you saw that about their step into honouring Tyrell Māori via their packaging and the the mixed reviews of that and from all all spectrums of reviews but what I love about that is that we all have to start somewhere and I think what a way to normalize te reo that it doesn't just have to be at the marae in hui Māori that it can be on our on our supermarket shelves and on a product that we all know and most of us love you know that it's it's part of our everyday life and that it's not yeah just doesn't have to be just reserved for certain contexts and that a company such as Whitaker's can go out and say what can we contribute to this space what can we do for te reo Māori and with the profile and the platform they've got what a great start and I guess Mm -hmm. we're all hoping that there'll be more more to come where te reo Māori can be valued in that space. That's a great example, Jim. I, I really love thinking about how we might give back, given what we've been given as well, you know, like it's such an important thing to think about, to pass it on. And a couple of things I've really enjoyed lately is coaching beginner reo speakers, like people who are just right at the very start learning how to pronounce vowel sounds, which is actually links back to another piece of advice I'd give, which is start with vowel sounds. If you nail the vowels, you're halfway there. In my opinion, like it's just such a big, big deal, the pronunciation. So yeah, and a lot of the people I've been coaching, that's what we've been working on. And it's been awesome to see these massive leaps in progress. So when you're at the very beginning, you do experience these awesome leaps in your reo. And it's a bit like when you're, for teachers, when they teach new entrants, they see massive leaps in their literacy. It's the same when learning a language I think because when you get to sort of I guess where I'm at now it's sort of a diploma level the progress feels very slow (laughs) and so it's really rewarding to be able to give back with permission and teach others at the beginning. Kia ora yeah and that speaks to that humility and service I guess and like what's been so gen well like for me what's been so like the fight that some of my teachers had to go through to be able to get the language themselves and then to create spaces where those of us lucky enough to come a few years after have had relatively easy access to learning to the the programs that we can learn from learning a language is never easy reconnecting with whakapapa or figuring out what your space is as toiwi is never easy important and exciting and fun but not necessarily easy feel that opportunity to do what you can whether that's encouraging others whether that's teaching others whether that's being a role model and sharing what you're doing like that giving back 
to is our responsibility in this day and age as a carry-on from the hard, hard work that has been done by like literally only a few people in the grand scheme of population. Yeah, I really feel what, what you were sharing there and I thank you for what you've chosen to do. Just to start wrapping us up in this, this short episode is a question that we like to ask and it can be a pretty, it can be a big question, but understand that our, our wawata, our dreams change over time and we can have more than one dream. Thinking about te reo Māori and te ao Māori, so the Māori language and the Māori world, what is your wawata for them in our future? I'll probably come at this from a, a purely Pākehā perspective because I feel really important, a really important part of being an ally is that is recognising that Māori are on their own journey with language revitalization, decolonization, and bringing their people along on that journey. And Pākehā as allies are on our own journey and we have a role to play with our own people to bring them on that journey. So my big desire for Reo in the future is that there are more Pākehā speaking Te Reo Māori alongside Māori, so not getting ahead of Māori, but actually doing it with. So I, I keep thinking about and I know there's lots of discussion at the moment about what what is it we're after as a nation? Are we actually after biculturalism or is it something else? So there's all, all that discussion happening. But if we're aiming for a nation that is truly bicultural and where there is tino ranga tiratanga, then I would like it if Pākehā were not just learning the reo alongside Māori as part of contributing to that, but that, that they were all learning it in a way that was showing humility and and expressing gratefulness for the the ability to do that, given that many before us who are Māori didn't have that opportunity. And so just being really careful about the way we learn the reo and the culture alongside it. So I'd like to see more of that, to be honest. You know, if we're part of an immersion class and we're asked to give feedback, for example, on the class, and it's cost us nothing to be there and we're Pākehā, maybe just give good feedback, actually. <laughs> like, I have no... I don't think Pākehā have a place to criticise any class they're in. It's amazing the opportunity we're getting to learn this language, sometimes ahead of our Māori peers. And so just be grateful and understand that you're not going to understand everything about how this is taught or why it's taught in a certain way that that's part of learning the culture and the and the tikanga of Māori so I think yeah that's I would like to see more of that from Pākehā that's my desire for Reo in the future. Kia ora, kia ora well E fa e rima uh, i kiteau i o, I o pūkenga, i o kaha ki tēnei, ki tēnei ako i te reo Māori. I tō whawhai hoki hei pō mō ngā tauiwi i, I Aotearoa. 
ito tautoko dinai wahi hoki. So, you know, for a long time, I've watched um, and seen how you have taken on this learning and, and worked incredibly hard to be a po for other tauiwi within Aotearoa and to lead by example of, of what we can all do to support the revitalization, to support our endeavours to a better future for all in Aotearoa. And it's been yeah, a real pleasure to see that, be a small part of it, and can't wait to keep navigating that space alongside you. So, i rongo te rāwhakaaro, reri te mihi kia koe i tō, i tō kaha, hei tū, hei tauira mā tātou katoa. So, tēnā koe. Kia ora, Jim. Thank you. And, you know, me koe hoki, I just, you're someone that I have always looked to and looked up to in the real space. Uh, your story has kept me going when it's sometimes got a little bit tough as well. So thank you, Ehoa. Kia ora rā. Tēnā koutou katoa. You've been listening to a Core Education Podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities. Tēnā rā koutou.